All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bring in our friend. It's Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar. He's going to join us tonight. We're going to break down some post-combine fallout, some of the prospects he's liking, and of course, this crazy quarterback landscape. What's going on Lamar with Lamar Jackson? Where is he going to land? All of that tonight on Ship Chasing. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita Handjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Can you raise Tony? You can't handle the heat. See, it looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> Lord Reeves, welcome to the program. Is this... I can't. I can't remember. Is this the first time you've been on when it wasn't like a drunken mega stream, or did we have you on previously? This is the first non-Thanksgiving ship chasing uh, <laughs> ticket to the Carnival Cruise I've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It is definitely a circus around here. Well, well, Sobriety long chasing. overdue. And we we are gonna we'll figure out. We still have to figure out kind of like what our official drafting plan is this summer. But I feel like it's mutual because you listen to us draft, and then I listen to you and Davis and Evan and Thorman draft your guys as annual teams and JJ. And uh, the FOMO I think goes both ways. Yeah, uh, amazingly, I did it. So I I did a draft in the main event with all these guys. These great minds, right? Like everyone loves Silva, Thorman, JJ. Uh, you know, Davis is out there, and we had we, we <laughs> Davis, had a, is, Davis, out Davis there. is out there. Uh, <laughs> we actually had a Kelsey Mahomes team. It didn't even make the the fucking playoffs. Oh no! Oh no! We literally like maybe Dude. like we were like in the fifteen percent of teams that had Kelsey plus Mahomes and FFPC and did didn't even make the thing. Oh my god! Eighty five percent of them made it. Yeah, I saw there was like a number. I think it was like I think it was like eighty or eighty five percent like of, of the, the teams oh. that had those two players made the the tournament. Like if you had a stack of those and we did not. Which is just hilarious because you I mean you guys had so much firepower on your on your team, so many great right. guys. But like hitting the league winners is what is like all you should need. That right? <laughs> and you can you can do the rest, right? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot like I think we we had like we took like Alvin Kamara in the second round. Just like every other pick oh, was just no. the, like almost a disaster. Like Jerry Judy played like half the games, like you know all the all the things that happened just were bad. I'm, was... I'm starting to think Davis is the common variable here cuz you guys had a Mahomes Kelsey <laughs> team that didn't make the playoffs and we had the only Justin Jefferson Derrick Henry team in the entire main event with Davis and that team didn't make the playoffs either. Also, so I think he's the king of the mushes. Yeah, it must be, man. It just absolutely brutal, man. It was crazy. Uh, so so how has your offseason been going? Are you taking a little time to uh recharge or is, have you now gotten uh caught up in the the tumble of the NFL being a year-round stuff? Yeah, I mean, I came back this week. I took a nice little layoff after the Super Bowl, but you know, the combine kind of pulls us back. You know, we start to get a little bit of this, you know, objective workout date. Everyone's starting to talk about prospects. We're a free agency next week. So yeah, it's right back to football, keeping it up uh, is a year long thing. But it was nice to have a couple of weeks where I just, you know, spent some time with the family, played some video games, watched some TV, did some stuff. It was cool. Love it. Love it. Video games, man. That's where you know you have some free time. If you got time for some video games, that's how you really I almost play. bought like a PlayStation to play The Last of Us because I've been watching The Last of Us. I still haven't caved yet, but I am. <laughs> I, was, I got very close to just buying a system to play it. My son just played it for the first time because he wanted to watch a show. You guys see I got a little Last of Us uh, photo here. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, yeah. So I didn't I, notice uh, that. Look at that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's excited. He just played through the first game. He's playing the second one now. Oh, nice. 
that's the Bird, that's amazing. the thing too. And I've been I've been listening to like review podcasts. I've been watching the show, and I, I enjoy hearing people talk about like what's similar to the game and and what's not. Um, but I for some reason playing the game, I still have zero desire to go play the game. I'm like, I'm gonna enjoy the show. I don't need to welcome. Well, video did you, video did you ever go played. through? Yeah, did you play a lot of games at any point? I mean, I, w- I went through a phase where I went, you know, like all the Bond stuff and GoldenEye, oh. I was pretty into. I had like a PlayStation phase oh, in, no. in high school. But I just, it's guys, like fantasy football is enough of a time suck of a hobby yeah. out here to be adding video games to that list. <laughs> Reeves and I I'm not saying it's numbers. rational. It's just, it's, yeah. it feels good to do. <laughs> it's Reeves used to be like a me. professional Madden player and was like, hell, good. I, Reeves, of, of the stuff behind you, I got to point out the – Original NES Zelda. That is yeah, yeah. 3D printed uh, right there. Yeah, that's 3D amazing. printed cartridge. Incredible game. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, I used to do on the old Madden circuit before. Now, like everyone is a content creator and does like YouTube stuff. But I used to travel to like the stadiums and play and do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like you always think is like uh, I grew up with it and it was part of our era. So like I probably will die playing video games. I always think about that too. Like you know, they're just gonna be like eighty year olds like like listening to hip-hop music right like in their car like it's just like it, it's just things we grew up with and like you're just gonna with have the controller right like in yeah. the future it's probably all like vr stuff and like we're gonna be using controllers to play our video games be like that's hilarious dude look at that controller yeah Rich, if you were i could, if you i could totally see you as like a twitch streamer just like playing madden and just like firing off like rapid fire football fantasy takes i would totally tune into that live stream. i've i've thought i've kicked this idea in my head of just doing like you know video games while doing fantasy football like people just tune in and i'm just playing through whatever and you know holka was kind of doing that for a little bit yeah i think that would do well smith, I honestly do. smith you did it for a little bit uh yeah yeah i thought i've thought about doing that before too there you go. Huh. There you go. Well, it sounds like the kind of idea you can do when you win, I don't know, win $2 million in a contest, and then you can just like fucking. I actually might. Yeah, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll buy the last one. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the, the chat is like, ah, you can afford the PS5. That's not the concern. It's the time suck. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to protect my time. You, you well, send, if you, maybe if I can turn it into content. That's less scuba trips if you're on the on the controller, man. <laughs> well, next week, if you guys see a thumbnail up here that's like Pat plays The Last of Us, you'll know what happened. Uh, <laughs> honestly, my, what if I played The Last of Us and went through like my rookie rankings? Would that would that do well? I mean, it would probably do well. It probably would do <laughs> I think well. It probably would do well. I gotta say, anything you put out uh, this offseason is gonna crush, man. It's gonna slam. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. gonna be all right. Uh, I'll probably be all right. Uh, Gretch, Gretch, how are you doing? Are you still in in Omni administrative hell? Yes, I am. The amount of things when you run a hundred, nearly hundred and fifty person thing contest. I mean, you, most a lot of the people listening and watching the show are in it. It's not, I mean, I would say 75% of the people are not the problem. And there's not really a problem, but it's just like the, the amount of questions you get and, and some of the types of questions you get are, are just, I don't envy like Scott Fish, man. Like that, that oh, like I have yeah. a very much smaller thing. Like that sounds like hell to me. But it yeah, also, and still it, still in keto, 30, 30, this is a seltzer, 31 days, uh, no, having nice, a car. Dude. Congratulations. Somebody, but, you know, bang, awesome. bang. That's a nice, uh, 
Well, Gretch, I was going to ask too, with like trying to like move these drafts along, is this happening to any of you guys? Is like the Twitter DM stuff like borked for you guys where like the preview of the DM shows like super old stuff and it's not until you click into a group DM that you actually see like the current stuff. Like the preview is all wrong for me. And so when I get tagged, I don't see it. Normally I'll see my name in the most read message, but then I click in, I'll be like, oh, I was tagged six hours ago and I don't see that. Is that just me? That's not happening to me, but okay. um, I'm not surprised to hear a Twitter feature isn't working right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Elon's conspiring against me to get my uh, yeah. my Omni picks in. Apparently. He changed the algo to fuck with your DMs. It's yeah. rough out there, man. I used to use it as a, you know. I used to I, I scaled back my tweeting a few years ago, and now I try to act like I don't tweet because it's so broken. But <laughs> <laughs> I know it actually has been good for me. I don't I don't really like Twitter that much, you know. But it's kind of part either. of the job. Yeah. And so, like, Twitter breaking, I'm kind of like, it's cool. <laughs> I honestly don't even know what Pete was just describing. Whatever that feature is, I, I don't know how to, how to access that feature. I mean, I'll, I'll, tr I'll try one more. You know when you, like, when you pull up your DMs, before you click into the DM, you can see, like, a preview of the text that we yeah. just said. Yeah. Like an email. You can see the you first see the last yeah. one. You see the most. You see one. the last one. But with yeah. mine, it's, like, showing one from, like, 50 messages ago it it's not updating to the <laughs> oh, that's one. Weird. that'll screw you up because like exactly. with the omni ones like i haven't been checking every dm it's like they're tagging everyone so i wait until i see it is my yeah. name yeah all right i'm not alone thank you kyle um, it is it is an elon issue here um <laughs> what was i gonna say um rich what a uh pretty pretty crazy week here with all of this lamar jackson stuff First off, like right off the top, is Lamar gone? Is he going somewhere else or is he going to end up back in Baltimore? You know, I never really thought he wasn't going to be, I mean, like to leave. I didn't know if it was a negotiation tactic. I mean, it seems like it's picking up steam. I just don't see how the Ravens could go through the last two years of football. And when Lamar Jackson wasn't on the field, they literally scored a touchdown at the 31st rate in the NFL. Like they're a disaster both of the past two seasons with Lamar Jackson on the field. The roster they've built, around the outside of Lamar Jackson is, is a joke. It's it's an absolute joke. And it's been it's and it's shown up when Lamar's been on the field. The last two years when Lamar Jackson the offense has been Lamar Jackson make a play. Pull something out of your ass, make a play. And when he hasn't been in the games, the, the they've been awful. So I don't see how they could look at themselves and say like, we should get rid of that guy because the guy that wasn't on the field and we were terrible uh is the problem so i don't know if it's negotiation he really wants out of there i don't really know what's going on behind the scenes i've never really believed that he was going to go until like maybe this week but even this seems like it's a a tricky area just to say like well some team's going to throw like a, a poison pill contract or something the ravens can't match they'll pick up two first round picks um seems like there's still just like a lot to be settled here well so the poison pill thing there's been a lot of discussion on twitter and there's been obviously a lot of talk about the collusion and all that stuff what, what I keep seeing is that comment that, like, some team should just put some clauses in there to make it so the Ravens can't match it. The history – I was actually looking at the history of the Poison Building again today because uh, that was a big one for the two franchises I used to be a big fans of, the Vikings and the Seahawks. Right. Is when it started. Steve Hutchinson left guard for the Seahawks, their Super Bowl run next offseason. They, like, transition tagged him or whatever, which allowed the Vikings to make this offer. And the, the – the clause they put in the deal, and the Seahawks could match it if they wanted, the clause they put in the deal was if at any point he wasn't the highest paid offensive lineman on his team, the whole contract became guaranteed. It's once again the, the whole issue of guaranteed contracts. It was a seven-year deal, $49 million. 
The Seahawks had just signed their other Hall of Fame offensive lineman. Both these guys are in the Hall of Fame now. Left tackle Walter Jones, seven years, 50 million. So the Vikings went seven years, 49 million, one million less, uh-huh. same, same length, and said, if you match this, because you have another offensive lineman, you're going to be paying more, His Steve Hutchinson's whole seven-year deal will be fully guaranteed. So they couldn't match it. And the Vikings got him. And, like, Mike Holmgren was pissed at the time because he thought they were doing the regular franchise tag. The Seahawks' intention was to match any offer that came out. They did this transition tag to save, like, half a million dollars. It was, like, the two options. It was a very minor, like, Yeah, the transition tag doesn't really get used because you don't get any compensation. Yeah. And it's barely any savings off the non-exclusive tag. Right. It was this, like, procedural thing, and the Vikings swooped in, did this poison pill. But this still gets written about. The article I just read today was in 2022. Like, it still gets written about now. This happened way back in 2006. But the article was like, the poison pill was outlawed. I was, that's what yeah. I was looking up. It was, I don't know, like, what the ruling is or what they outlawed or whatever, but it's not allowed anymore. You can't put in this type of language that, like, specifically is like a poison pill that is meant to, like, not allow teams to to match i don't know how they change the rule maybe they can modify little clauses or whatever yeah i think it's one of like the if someone were to put the ravens in like an extreme bind right like put them yeah uh, put their backs extremely against the wall would be kind of like the what you would see a team do but yeah it's pretty wild my whole point is is if if that's true no team can really poison pill then isn't it also probably the case that everyone is just believing right now the Ravens are going to match no matter what? Like, yeah. The Ravens have never indicated, like you said, I've never believed that the Ravens are going to let him walk either. They're just going to match no matter what. Yeah, I think the Ravens almost want, like, I wonder if the Ravens are a little bit annoyed that other teams aren't negotiating with Lamar because, like, <laughs> they want someone to take this problem off their hands, like, with the guaranteed money. Like, I think if someone else could kind of get through to Lamar, like, hey, it's not fully guaranteed, but it's partially guaranteed. It's rolling guarantees. What about this? And Lamar signed on. They'd be like, thank you. But I think that's also why no one is negotiating with him, maybe, is though they're like, we're not going to do your work for you, dude. I mean, it all goes back to that, that Jimmy Haslam, man. It, 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 like, Jimmy Haslam and the Browns, they thought they're, like, it, they ruined so much of this shit, man. They just ruined so much of it. <laughs> well, you guys buying, because there is talk about kind of like a league-wide conspiracy coming down from the owners to basically wind back the Deshaun Watson contract via not giving Lamar a similar thing. And there was like the oddly coordinated like PR of all the teams, the Falcons being like, we are not currently pursuing Lamar Jackson. We are not currently for like a, a chorus of teams saying it at the same time. That did feel very weird. To that me. was very weird. Especially that after weird. all the owners were just together. Yeah. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> They're all hanging yeah. out, counting their old white money. I mean, do you think they, I don't think it's a conspiracy to say that I don't even think it's an orchestration. It's just like they all individually are like when that happened, they were like, fuck that. That's never happening again. I Well, I mean, I just saw <laughs> Dick pointed out in a, in a conversation on Twitter. I just saw a little bit ago he, that the league just settled a collusion case like four years ago. Like, yeah, is it possible? Absolutely. It's possible they could collude. They literally just did this with Colin Kaepernick and had to settle and paid out a bunch of money. This is. The same 32 white guys, as you said, rich old white guys. And it includes the same, like, you know, Dan Snyder, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft. We know these dudes are shady as fuck. Like, they've shown us that. Yeah, like man. There's years. nothing more sketchier than old white money. Absolutely <laughs> not, man. There's well, especially, it's the most untrustworthy shit ever. <laughs> it's old white money that isn't, like, some of these guys aren't as rich as some of the other dudes. And the issue, the, the issue at hand is, like, now you have to take a bunch of money 
millions and millions and millions of dollars and put it in escrow. And they're like, I'm, I'm not like, I don't want to do that. I need this. I I'm need not that they liquid. They obviously don't need it, but they're, they're like, not, they're not this pack money. Parade liquid guys. They're not doing it. The whole like orchestrated thing though. I mean, there's always been stories coming out where, you know, Snyder is yelling at the other owners or Jerry Jones is getting in a big argument with the other owners. Like it still seems like there's enough dissent here that it would be hard for them to all yes. get on the same page. Although maybe the one unifying thing is, Something that prevents us all from having to spend more money is our one united cause. Yeah. That's the one uniting thing. I'm, I mean, Snyder's going to go down as the worst owner of any team in sports history. It would have been nice if, on his way out, he just said, "You know what? I'm guaranteeing this this contract," and, and then left. Perfect. That they was just, in uh, just bounced. Yeah, that was in in uh, Matthew Barry's combine rumors column. He that like people were saying like, "I wonder if Snyder will give the ultimate middle finger." And give Lamar this massive, fully guaranteed oh, contract oh, that I the mean, next owner has to eat. It's just hard to believe a team like the Falcons, who were in on Deshaun Watson last year, would just be like, "No, we didn't, we're pretty cool." Yeah. Like on Lamar a year later, uh, there's, there's definitely something else going on. But I mean, you just go back to that Deshaun Watson situation and just you know how crazy it was. So remember, he removed the Browns, the three teams. He was like, "Now nah, I'm just down to the Saints and Falcons," and right. the Browns were like, "Well, what if we give you all of it?" right now he was like well well i guess so i guess you're back this, in. you're right this play design does look pretty good <laughs> i mean yeah. the, i mean i agree with pete though like i find it hard to get all 32 teams especially because there's so many teams still starving for quarterback play to just be like you know what if no one's stepping up like maybe we could try to backdoor this thing like we, yeah we could but, like that's that's where like it has to be clear that the Ravens were going to match no matter what. Like, that's what I think has to be known. If there's something that all the owners are aware of that was talked about at these league meetings, if there's some type of collusion, I think it has to be that, that like, the Ravens were coming at it like, look, we're going to match no matter what, but you guys can take a little stand here with the guaranteed contracts too on the side and be like, yeah, the reason we're not doing it is because of guaranteed money. As a, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I think the, the original impetus is no team – thinks it's in their best interest to make any kind of contract offer because the Ravens will match. I don't think the Ravens would let him walk, even if somebody offered a, a fully guaranteed deal. It depends how big the fully guaranteed deal was. Because you get the two first. But then is it in, I mean, is it a thing where the only deal that they Ravens wouldn't match is a deal that no team would want to sign? I mean, is that... That's does it, the tough does it have to be know, so outlandish that I don't know what Lamar is asking for. Like, how much is he wanting a year fully guaranteed? I think he wants the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I don't see how you can't ask for it. You I mean, you should get more. Like, yes. Rich was just describing how his skill set literally held up an entire team for multiple years, and it is he could probably get like sixty million a year. I mean, two years ago they were in first place in the AFC when he got hurt. And they cratered the rest of the season. Last year they were what? They were eight and there's eight and four when he got hurt. And they finished, you know, they they backdoor in the playoffs, but it's a it's a disaster. Like basically they're terrible. The only win they had over like the last six games was against like the Falcons or something. Uh they were just terrible. And, and they've and they've been one of the worst scoring teams too. And it's because of what they've put around him. Like they this team has never even once tried to give him anything either. And like he's still been amazing. Yeah, didn't Warren have the tweet that they've spent the lowest or the least amount oh, yeah. on o- offensive skill position since 
Lamar has been in the league on a rookie, contract, line. On a rookie yeah. quarterback contract. And and he's he's lost 13 games as a starting quarterback. I know QB wins aren't necessarily a stat, but the Ravens are 46 and 13 when Lamar Jackson has started for them. Like that's with no help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. Dude, De- Demarcus uh, Robinson was their number one wide receiver. That yeah, it's season. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Demarcus, I forgot about that. <laughs> that like that was that was memory hold in my 2022. Like Demarcus Robinson of the you know, win sprinter career with the Chiefs ran so many routes, never really did anything, caught a couple of touchdowns with Patrick Mahomes. Suddenly was leading the Ravens in receiving. They had one receiving touchdown from a wide receiver, I think, over their last 12 games of the season. Like something crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh so what, if, if you're Lamar though, like couldn't you get like I feel like you're quarterback. Like I'm surprised that he's quite so hung up on having the whole thing fully guaranteed like if you got it rolling guarantees year by year you'd probably get all of it anyway you're like 90 percent to get all of it anyway and you could ask for more per year like wouldn't that be preferable for you lamar jackson yeah i don't I'm just trying to figure out this comment that says they were all hurt. Who was hurt? Rashad Bateman. Is he, was there any other good receivers on that team? That I guess hurt? Duvernay got hurt, but he's <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, yeah, Bateman got hurt, yes. But like the, yeah. the problem is you traded Marquise Brown and all you left was Bateman and you like didn't get anyone yeah. else. It was coming up I mean, a it's, pretty it's poor so rookie year. We don't know, man. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what he's asking for. Like, we're all assuming he's chasing the Deshaun Watson thing. We don't even know if that's true. That's true. Yeah. We don't. Tara says awesome. here the Ravens won't match the fully guaranteed. They're doing this so they don't have to pay the fully guaranteed. They're hoping nobody else will offer the fully guaranteed so Lamar will take less. I mean, do you think like Lamar with and I don't even want to call it hubris, but do you think he's even willing to like come back to the table with the Ravens if he comes back empty-handed or would he rather take I don't know. It's I, I do wonder if he's just fed up with the Ravens in general. That's what worries me like you know, Lamar is probably going to drop a bit in ADP, but I'm worried, like, is he going to sit out a year or something, you know, or maybe he won't like sit out, sit out, but he like reports and, you know, he's kind of, maybe will he do this Deshaun Watson thing where he's like sort of there and gets a year towards free agency, but isn't really willing to play. Cause what's the number he'll play on if he, the non-exclusive tags, like 32 million or something. And he, there's no way, I mean, the guy already sat out, for the playoffs and there was what talk that he might have been able to come back or he could have been healthy to come back but he was right. already thinking about his long-term health as it relates to a contract like this guy's not going to play for 32 million uh, next year. 32 million i mean so because he was a 32nd overall pick i'm trying to look he's been paid in cash uh like about that that amount for his whole his whole five so it years doubles so his career earnings his, his fifth year was 23 million his fifth year option was, okay, was a okay. big number but the first four years was like 10 million and so he's been paid about like 33 million it looks like so that yeah i mean that's like his five-year career earnings so far he would get again this year I, I i'm with you i don't think he'd probably play for that either he would probably want to get a deal done that's longer and, and more guaranteed he was looking for you know more guaranteed money obviously but that is a pretty healthy number to get paid for a season of football. You especially worry that, you know, he, he picks up a little little ankle tweak. Oh, I'm sitting out week 17. Right. That, that's Just not good that. for us. That's yeah. not good for us, man. 
Pat, are you test say, driving? Anytime, you can't you can't draft Lamar at Best Ball Mania three because he's gonna sit out week seventeen. Is that the take? No, it just makes me a little more nervous. Like we get the same situation as last year. You know, he's I think for fantasy he doesn't for fantasy he's interesting anyway. So in twenty nineteen, obviously MVP year, he had nine top three scoring weeks and eleven top six scoring weeks. Since that span over the past three years, he has just six top three scoring weeks, uh scoring weeks in, in fantasy football and thirty-nine games played, uh and eleven top six scoring weeks. So like he hasn't even had like the ultimate ceiling like people have been chasing since that twenty nineteen season. That's not great. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing, too, and this was the other big news this week on the quarterback front. Uh, Daniel Jones is about to make more than Lamar, and imagine uh, Lamar having to play for less money than dimes. Rich, what was your thought on the Daniel Jones uh, uh, signing there? Because that uh, that was also a hotly debated one. Yeah, I mean, both teams that declined the fifth-year options, the Raiders and the Giants got honeypotted, except for the Raiders got a slap on the wrist because the ta- franchise tag for running back still doesn't matter compared to what uh, they were the, the fifth-year would have been. I think it was like a $3 million difference if they would have picked up Jacobs' fifth-year versus the tag. So they're out $3 million. But the Giants, they are out a lot more. Uh- <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to pick up his fifth year, you can't then – you can't then extend him a year later. Like he couldn't have changed that much. It was an all-time bad runout, man. I mean, because he, he, it was you, you know, you, they got him to like the precipice, right? Like you beat that fraudulent Vikings team, but you have a wildly successful year over expectations the first year. So now you're in no man's land to get anybody to replace him. Uh, whereas if he just is terrible, you crash and burns, you walk away, you have another top ten pick maybe, and you get a quarterback. It was literally the all time worst run out for the for the Giants, man. Absolutely crazy. Because then they turned around and had to use the tag on Barkley too. It just they didn't have to do that though. Well, they, yeah, <laughs> they could have let Barkley walk. Like <laughs> yeah. I would, I think I would have let them both walk and said, "Listen, guys, twenty twenty two is a fun year." They don't yeah. have anything in that that roster stinks. It stinks. Yeah. They don't have any. Like, how are they going to get wide receivers in now? They've got nobody. I mean, their their top outside wide receiver is like a cast off from the Bills. They literally got them for nothing. And like, I would say, as crazy. far as as far as their draft position not being able to land people, that's all true. But if you suddenly let Daniel Jones walk, like we're talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets a bunch, I think like they are an attractive place because they can now promote Brian Dable took this terrible roster to the playoffs. Looks like a good young coach. I would think that would be attractive to somebody like an Aaron Rodgers or, or you know, other available. There's not a ton of available. Yeah, once you look at the rest of the roster, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, be fair, to be fair, the Daniel Jones, it's, it's essentially two years, right? Uh, you know, looking at it, it's, it's essentially two. He's got two massive years this year and next year. And then you could, you could get out in 2025 if it's a disaster, but the problem is now you're going to tread water, right? Like when, right. Uh, when are the giants going to now be right. back in position to reset this thing? Yeah, right. they should have stopped gapped. They should have they should have tagged. See, I think if you yeah, I, I like Pat's idea of letting Saquon walk, tagging Daniel Jones. Then you can do it for one more That's year what you and do. see if he's even good again for another year. But also you're basically like, we're gonna draft a developmental quarterback, we're gonna like look to the future. We're not gonna commit to Daniel Jones. I mean, I think that's or honestly, I would have I would have considered just letting Jones walk. Just letting Jones hit free agency and, and see what happens. Cause like you, if you, I don't know, bring in some Brissett type quarterback, you're, you're getting a really high pick next year. There's nothing on the roster. You could really use it. 
Or, I mean, best case scenario, you tag them with the not exclusive and someone actually negotiates with them and you get those two first. Maybe that maybe that was the move. But I don't like this at all. I mean, they're hoping, they're like praying they're going to be they the Titans. They didn't and that's not a good outcome. They didn't take Daniel Jones and Saquon in the same draft. So how did they wind up? Because they, they took Saquon's fifth They didn't option. pick up the fifth. Yeah, they fifth yeah. Saquon last year. So this is yeah. even more of a reason. If you weren't going to pick up Daniel Jones's fifth, then you knew you weren't going to be able to tag them both the next year. You made your decision already. Like, I know it was a different it was a different regime with the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones, right? Yeah, it was a different regime on the second like, decision this, on the fifth-year option. Is it they, this they decided fault? on Daniel Jones, though. They decided. Is it this Dable's fault, though, in that, like, he maximized the roster and got, yes. like, reached their near ceiling with this talent level in year one, and now they're like, well, we got to keep the band together. We can't blow it up after he led us to the playoffs with – you know, all this like C level talent. I blame I blame Joe Shane for that. Like, hey, yes, we can, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they they're he's tight with Dayball. I feel like I don't know, maybe Dayball was like, no, like we gotta we gotta run it back, but like you bought a ton of goodwill. Everybody likes you guys, they they believe in what you're doing. They're probably right. not gonna feel that way after another two years of Daniel Jones, would be my guess. Yeah. Well, what about similar because I guess it's I mean, not quite analogous, but the Seahawks re-upping and extending Geno with the same logic where it was like, you surprised us, you got more out of, you know, this offense than we expected, and now we're going to reward that with an extension, but then they're going to be sitting here at what, pick five or pick six, and there might be a quarterback there that they, they could really like. Wouldn't you rather rebuild around Anthony Richardson than Geno Smith? Like, how do you think through those scenarios? People are saying they'll take Richardson with Smith, which I found a little odd. Because Smith steals long enough, like you don't want to burn two years of the rookie deal. But yeah, I think I would be looking to draft a quarterback rather than signing up for Geno Smith. Although that was a team-friendly deal, at least. Yeah, Rich, what did you think of the Geno extension? Yeah, how, I don't think it. I don't think it removes them from taking. It just kind of gives them some leeway. I mean, it, you know, Geno was a really good story last year. He did. He did kind of come back to earth the back half of the year where he was kind of like. Yeah. You know, Pazuta wrote an article about it on our, our website, just talked about, you know, he, he was 21st in EPA per drop back, you know, over the final seven weeks. Uh, things kind of caught up to them, but they're not removed from taking a quarterback still. That's what, like, the, like the Giants aren't taking a quarterback now, right? Like, they're not. No, but no, Seahawks still can absolutely take quarterback. Will they do it at five, though? And well, who's even going to be there at five now at this point? Like it's going to be yeah, Richardson like, might not be there. Yeah, it's, it's wild to kind of think that we're here at that point, but that that could be like a reality too, like outcome that like there might not even be the guy that they want at five. Um, but the Seahawks are interesting. They're young. They got a lot out of their draft class last year. Uh, one of the better rookie draft classes uh, in the NFL this year. Both their tackles kind of came back to earth a little bit towards the end of the year too, but they got a lot out of of basically everyone they hit on last year. It was like an old school uh, John Schneider draft where all it's like, oh shit, man, all these just hit again. But uh, they've got some, they're an interesting spot because, you know, obviously we're going to see the Rams. Like what can the Rams do over this next period? Do they come back down? The Cardinals are in kind of a rebuild. The 49ers are clearly positioned well and have the best roster. Um, but things are there for the Seahawks to kind of make this a quick turnaround. Based from uh, think about getting rid of Russell Wilson, making the playoffs the year after, stockpiling a few picks, and being able to kind of reload again with a real good draft class and the more ammunition to kind of run this back again. If you hit two years in a row, uh, Seattle kind of luck boxed into this thing. Well, I mean, give them credit for trading Russ, uh, which looks genius now. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been impressive. 
I mean, they still waited till Russ broke his hand, played poorly in the second half, and like his value created when he wanted to get traded a year earlier, and they could have got at least another right. first. Like yeah. they waited until. It, but I mean, they still got a lot out of that deal <laughs> compared to what Russ turned into this past season. But they're a hot spot too. They could take one of these. They could take a receiver early with one of these picks in the first round too. And then Geno's got Metcalf, Lockett, and a rookie wide receiver potentially in the first a first round rookie wide receiver. Like there's still a lot of upside, I think, with Geno staying. You know, from if you're in doing these drafts now, uh, especially because Seattle stacks have never been hard to build. Like in any like year, they're never hard. Football. Yeah, with Lockett always goes like two rounds later than he yes. probably should. Pat, you said it's a team friendly deal. I was just trying to look it up. So it's it's three years, hundred five million, right? Or is there is it is that not likely to manifest? The hundred five, because um, thirty five million per year is years. less than a lot of other people, a lot of other quarterbacks. But it's not like that team friendly. Annual salary of twenty five million a year. Twenty five. Uh, this is what it says. Yeah, three years, seventy five million. Hmm. Uh, 30 million fully guaranteed at signing 40 million in incentives i'm not sure i don't see the details on those incentives though it was okay that that is actually a pretty interesting deal it is also kind of like a interesting dynamic this year too with like you're mentioning like the seahawks or even the texans there's lots of teams that have lines that lines that or i was going to say that really need wide receivers but like the way this class is lining up it's like it seems like we have a lot of like back half of the first yeah. round early second round type picks but it's like we don't have the drake london and stuff where you can justify a top 10 pick on a receiver so then what they either have to reach to get their receiver or they have to trade back i think jsn was like three or four more healthy games away from being a justified top 10 pick. Yeah. Uh, I'll be interested to see if teams talk themselves back into him after he seemed to impress a lot of people to combine with his route running and stuff. Um, just, just run like a four five, five 40, man. You'll make a, you'll make yourself a lot of money. <laughs> Let's run a four five, five. Uh, Rich, what was your take? Uh, I mean, is JSN just the clear uh, crown jewel, the wide receiver class for you? I think he's he's my wide receiver one. I don't think he's as clean as like previous years though, as previous like top guys we've had. Uh, this class in general too, I think is has is intriguing. The one thing about this class is we know the jobs exist, right? Like there's a the NFL still has a need for wide receivers. Everyone think about teams that are loaded at wide receiver. Like the Bengals need a wide receiver, right? Hmm, the Seahawks, yeah. we just named them. They need a wide receiver because everyone's running base three wide receiver offenses. No one really runs three deep, let alone four deep uh, at the position. Then when you factor in, you know, injuries and guys not playing well. Uh, so, I mean, it's a clear need. It's the opposite of the running back position. This running back class is pretty talented, but there just aren't enough jobs for running backs. Uh, the wide receivers might, you might be like, oh, well, it's not as good as last year's. The top five guys are all better than the top guy this year. But we know the opportunity exists for all these guys. So they're going to get thrown into the opportunity to have playing time and opportunities to hit. Uh, so we can't really kind of look at it from the top down and say, well, no, these guys aren't as good as last year. Like, you know, I'm not going to invest uh, at all because these guys are going to run into opportunity. Yeah. It is yeah. not as strong of a class though. I think, I think that is fair For to sure. say it's yeah, I agree. Kind of got to think through what you're actually doing with that information. But um to me, I, I mean, think last JSN year's class long. was was unreal. Like it was such a yeah, great it was class. Really good. And, and from a pre-draft objective, like 
perspective. Like there was uh, just a litany of like, there was like legit, I would say like four guys that looked at from my end, like modeling stuff looked like these guys aren't going to miss. And then Traylon Burks was like, this dude's probably really good too. Uh, <laughs> so like we, I, I know all those guys grade higher than, than, than the number one wide receiver in this class for me. Uh, but we're probably going to see those guys now get pushed up because JSN is not competing with those guys. He's competing with Quentin Johnson. He's competing with Jordan Addison, right? Like, so it's only going to help him. I also think with with JSN, there is the thing of like all the modeling is going to generally like it would be more bullish on him had he played his final season. Maybe worse. I guess it could. Yeah, I guess he. You're right. Maybe there's some there's some uncertainty there, but I think now, he only like, ran 50 pass routes, but they were bad pass routes. Like he was not good when he played last year. I understand he got hurt. Well, he's right battling away. an injury. Yeah, but I mean, still, 50 like, routes is is one game, right? Right. But I'm just saying, we we don't know. We don't know. Well, we, there, there was no lock that he was just going to play like he did in 2021, though. That's true. I mean, he was he was unbelievable in twenty. He had over four yards per hour yeah. run in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. That's we can't make that sophomore. assumption. That's that's no, we can't. We but I'm not saying like do it again. I'm saying do yeah. a good like do I'm a good we've season. We've seen a lot of guys have monster years and then come back, you know, to the pack, right? Like we've seen it, like dudes that have popped and come down. That's true. And Marvin Harrison is a legit better player than him, so we could have just seen Marvin Harrison take over, anyways. That school is just pumping out wide receivers, huh? That's Where uh, Marvin Harrison is an absolute unit. If you have that dude at Debbie, like, oh my goodness. What? Were people saying that about JSN too? No, yeah. I mean, they were. <laughs> like, oh man, the best. JSN has eight career catches lined up out wide. Yeah, but wow. I mean, he played, but his whole season was with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Right. But I'm just saying, we still don't know. Like, a lot of people are comping him to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Justin I mean, Jefferson. But he also had a four. A, a, a yards per hour run over four in yeah. 2021. Am I looking at this right? Like that's a really high number yeah, for yeah. yards per hour. That's that's yeah. double a, a good number. He also right. had he like had 300 yards with a you 300 know, plus uh, yards when they were out. An offensive player checked. guarding him. It, it, it's oh, crazy. you're talking about the one game where he just went off. Yeah, yeah, Utah had like a guy playing that was like an offensive player that had to like go in and play defense. <laughs> so the funny thing, so I looked up. I, listen, he's my number wide receiver one. I'm just saying, I don't think that like this isn't Jamar Chase. Is what I'm saying. Oh, of course. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, physically, we rarely get a Jamar Chase. Yeah, I. That's all I'm saying is like I went back and looked um some of the reaction post that game, and it there was this athletic story where this dude was like, I was basically the narrative coming into this game was that like he's just a product of playing with Olave and Garrett Wilson. And now I'm hearing this narrative that basically he only produced because he didn't play alongside Alave and Garrett Wilson. And only produced when they were out, which I went back and checked. No, not that's true. not true. He was, he was yeah. amazing in 2021. Yeah. So I'm just saying we can't just use like 2021 and say like, oh, that's the player, right? Like he. Well, it could be the player. Is my point. Right. He it could be the player. So I think he gives you. Yeah. People are like questioning his ceiling, and I'm like, I mean, the ceiling's no, there. He's the wide receiver. If he's that guy, the ceiling's there. Yeah. I. I want to go back to something you said a minute ago, Rich, about the, the receivers are stepping into better situations. The jobs are there, the three wide receiver sets. I mean, they're stepping into better situations than receivers have stepped into throughout the history of the NFL is the other thing I was thinking of. And and sort of as you were saying that, I was just kind of having a thought, like, did, has the floor been raised for what we should expect out of receivers based on whatever their skill set may be? 
is it easier to produce like the production floor in a modern NFL offense with three receivers, knowing you're going to get opportunity or assuming you're going to get opportunity routes, opportunity, not targets routes. Is it easier to produce in a more wide open modern NFL offense than it was for first round picks 10 years ago who had to play in two wide sets and, and win on the outside at a higher rate? I mean, it, it has to be easier, right? I mean, it's all different. And, you know, we've seen the structure. No one's playing man defense anymore. We've seen the, like that this has been an ongoing trend. Man, man defense is dropping yearly. Uh, blitz rate is going down. You know, all these things are just completely, you know, falling off in the NFL as it, it changes. Maybe things are cyclical and things change. Uh, no one's throwing to running backs anymore. Uh, just all these different ongoing trends have kind of pushed up to, you know, wide receivers and wide receiver production. But it has cannibalized itself. Uh, a little bit and at the depth of the position it's actually done the opposite though it's it's made the elite wide receivers matter more because there's like a clear right. off and last year it was very clear i mean i remember going into every draft last year and like saying like jesus this is the firewall wide receiver like stefan Diggs, tyree kill like after these guys I, there's no way i want any of these guys being my wide receiver one and i think we have another layout again this year like that where shit like the wide receiver seven could be the same as the wide receiver 30, right? And, like, that's just not true. Like you know, That's so where I was going to kind of go with that is, like, with the prospects, these guys might have higher floors, and it might be more sort of jumbled up. And that's what I felt like even with the veterans over the last couple of years. Like, as offenses have spread more, we certainly don't have the, you know, you, again, go back 10 years, and you go back to, like, when – remember when Brandon Marshall had the 40% market share? Like, I mean, like, just ridiculous – one receiver can have that much volume. We don't have that anymore, but we don't even necessarily have, I mean, there are obviously some receivers that are the the elite, elite. I, I guess I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I feel like the, the wide receiver position is the elites matter more, like you were saying, it is getting a lot more bunched up from what you just said, basically. Wide receiver well, tennis to wide receiver 40. I don't think you have many offenses. Like, remember four years ago, and I guess we're going to get this again now in Dallas, but uh, like four years ago, it was clear that like the Green Bay scheme for wide receivers was just like, go run your, do your thing, man. And like, there was no, like, we're not trying to get you guys over. There's, we're not drawing up play. This is not a Shanahan system where we're like designing things for this defense to like get you in space. They're just like, run your route and get open. What's your problem? So I think like that, that has made a huge difference. The, I think the creativity on the offensive side, generally, when McCarthy's not running it, has has jumped up a lot. Reeves, who is your wide receiver too? Um, and I guess you could do it both dynasty or like a redraft take because at least in the underdog redraft markets, everyone's kind of just shrugging their shoulders because <laughs> Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, and Zay Flowers are all going uh, in roughly the same area now. Yeah, I mean, I'll have I'll probably have Addison at two again. He's just one of these guys that's just like kind of clean. He's like a very poor man's Rashad Bateman. He just kind of does a lot of things really well. Not nearly the measured athlete that you'd have liked the scene. But I mean, I remember last year when everyone was on the Kenny Pickett like Express, and I remember going back and watching Kenny Pickett, and I'm like, 
Jesus Christ, this wide receiver is good. Like it reminded me of when Manziel was coming out, right? And everyone was like hot on Manziel. And I'm like, I don't know. That 6'3 wide receiver he just threw that jump ball to was really good, which was Mike Evans at the time. I'm like, that guy looks pretty good. Like every play that Kenny Pickett was a Kenny Pickett highlight was actually a Jordan Addison highlight last year. Uh, he's just he's just really good at the game. And like it, him and, and Michael Meyer, I think, are two guys that like people came out down on after this weekend. And it's like these dudes have like really strong production profiles that we don't need to get really get in the weeds about like they've been good producers and you know in Meyer's case an outright elite producer yeah. uh you know like we we've got proof that they're good players like we don't need to just completely bag on them uh and take that down so I'll probably have Addison just I think he does a lot more I think he'd do a lot of things inside and outside uh that are really translatable to what's good in the NFL and the other thing that we did talk about these wide receivers is we've had a complete culture shift from like my days at Rotoviz, right like the chubby chasers the holy grail big wide receiver versus small wide receivers all these guys are lean man like every wide receiver that comes to the NFL now like it's just a surplus of dudes that are like 190 to like 205 right and like they can move around they can play different spots that wasn't that wasn't the case 10 years ago man like it was it was versatility matters like I remember I was all in on Justin Jefferson for that reason and same thing with Bateman you know the year later was that like oh we've got a guy that's already proven he could win outside he can win out win inside like this dude's like package ready um and you that's know, one that's reason i like jsn Addison. although he doesn't he hasn't played on the outside yeah. but i think he could be like cd lamb where he's in the slot you know two-thirds of the time and then on the outside some uh but addison like does it worry you with the weight he's 173 i think I it's we... tough because all these guys are getting skinnier look at us we're all getting skinnier too look at it's humanity now man it's just life we're all humanity skinnier. I mean, not everyone, not in the U.S. That I don't, I don't know if yeah, the United States trends would back that up, Rich. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the wide receiver classes though, they have all come out like the last five or six years versus the five or six years prior, like it's all trending towards like smaller dudes. Like, it, like they're all leaner, man. Uh, and eventually, like when, like when are these guys not outliers, right? Just because that's the sample, right? Like the sample hasn't grown large enough. But we saw with Devontae Smith, right, a couple years ago, whenever we went through that holy war with people are like, it's like the dude put on tape and on for the, 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 the stat sheet that he's awesome. He's legitimately good. Like, why? Like, but we so Devontae Smith is, to me, is not a win for the small wide receiver crew. The guy won the Heisman, was drafted 10th overall, and is now the number two wide receiver. No, he's a win for good wide receiver. He's a, he's a win for he's a win for he's a win for you can overcome it. But I don't think it's he's a win for throw out weight. Because if he was 200, he would be a superstar. There wouldn't be a need for AJ Brown. I that's uh oh uh oh Gretch is like, <laughs> that's, that's no 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 that wasn't even it wasn't even the AJ Brown thing. This is I'm, uh, I'm making that noise in defense of Devonta Smith. I think you're reaching on that, dude. He's been good. I, I, he's been good. He's been good. But when coming in, it was like, is it is it Devonte Smith or Jamar Chase? Like he should be in the conversation with Jamar Chase and the. To me, like one of the reasons he was not in the conversation was because he was a tiny, tiny man. And like, I think the fact that he is that small has hurt his ceiling. I, I do. I think it hasn't prevented him from becoming a very good player. I would say he's a star. You at the just NFL got level. done saying, and we all, I agreed that Jamar Chase was very unique. We can't compare him to Jamar Chase. That's not fair. Well, he did get compared to Jamar Chase coming out. There were people yeah, saying, were in the I same think. Class, but he was never yeah. like, were people actually taking him over Jamar Chase? That feels like a, a strong man. 
I got I got arguments with people on Twitter saying okay. he's he's gonna be better than Jamar Chase. So I I there was well, I there was think, that I don't think his rookie season he play was any offense. reason they they got Arthur Juan. I mean we've seen every team that got bounced out of the playoffs last year. And if the Chiefs would have lost in the playoffs, you would have heard the same shit. Is that like they didn't have enough at wide receiver? They didn't have this team didn't have enough at wide receiver. And the Eagles went out and said like, yeah, we just you need multiple guys now. Yeah, and that's why they went and added to it. And they both uh, won. I mean, they were both good. Like. I, yeah. I think of them as two wide receiver ones, basically. I mean, it's it's Chase and T. Higgins, or you know, we've had that conversation with those guys for a long time. But like, it's not a one-two. It's not a need for AJ Brown. Like Devonta Smith's an asset, absolutely. No, no, he's an asset. But I'm saying like that profile, the tenth overall pick, won the Heisman. Like that profile should be. The like when that profile hits, it should be the 101. He should be where going where Justin Jefferson's going. I think the fact that he is that small has taken a little cut. We're taking him at like the two three turn right now. Like I he's know. not. He's not. I I again. I think you're being unfair. I kind of get <laughs> Pat's point because we there is that he's still an elite elite player, but he's not going at one two where Jamar right. Chase is going. Like he's it not. Takes that's a little... an impossible bar. That's a bar that only two people can hit. Well, I'm saying when the guy hits, what's the ceiling? And and I do think it hurts Devontae Smith that he's that small. I think it does create a little bit of a lower ceiling, even though okay. he's very, very good. All right. When you put it that way, I'm understanding your point, I guess, a little bit better. I hear you. Yeah, it's, it's like the difference between being a top 12 wide receiver versus being able to be like the best wide receiver in football kind of yeah, argument. Yeah. Sure, sure. I don't think, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's. But I don't thing. think anyone in this class even fits that for me. Conversation. No. Yeah. Yes. That's what I meant earlier. It was no shade towards JSN at any level, who's my clear wide receiver one, like I said. I just don't consider him being, I don't consider him really, I consider the margin very thin for him to hit that upside. Mm. So isn't Quentin Johnson like the closest thing we have to more of the prototypical old school rotoviz chubby chaser wide receiver in this draft and where where does he fit that mold where does he come up short i mean he came up short but in the, the, the literally of being shorter than everyone thought he was gonna be mm-hmm. yeah. everyone thought he was like you know because he plays that way like like he like he's six four 220 pounds right like uh it wasn't huge ended vertical being, i mean yeah he ended up, up being smaller yeah um but yeah he's the one guy like because because one thing in the nfl that is tried and true that we see as we've seen this dynamic shift is if we do get these guys that are big and fast and have some production, like the NFL still will value those guys. So him being bigger than both of these two other guys that are projected to also, you know, in contention to go in the first round is definitely going to have him on some teams boards as the wide receiver one, right? Cause that's what they want is that, you know, cause the NFL still like they have a lot of these old school guys, right? Like they, are going to look at him and say, no, this is a guy that can play true X wide receiver for us. We want that archetype of wide receiver for this system, even though that stuff is fluid in the NFL, your, your the systems can change and that, that stuff shouldn't like go into your dynasty thought at all. I remember everyone talking about Jonathan Taylor a couple of years ago, like he's going to this most amazing offensive line. And two years later, like the Colts offensive line is even good. Like it doesn't like that, that stuff's all fluid, right? Like yeah. uh, it shouldn't be part of after your post draft process, but uh, a lot of teams, I believe, will have Quentin Johnson uh, wide receiver one on their board just because he looks like more of the old school physical X wide receiver than some of these other guys. And scheme wise, they probably think they can get JSN. I mean, I, I still think a lot of teams, yes. from a team building perspective, think that slot position is more replaceable. They can get that somewhere else. 
It might be changed in the last couple of years with Cup, yeah. you know, going bananas, and then you know, you know Amon Ra the front half of last year. I guess you just need that system to to get those guys free. I mean, it also like even though he came in a little shorter than people expected, he still had a nice combine as mm-hmm. far as uh, ninety six athleticism score, eleven uh, two uh, in the broad jump, forty. Well, he didn't and a half run the forty vertical. Yeah, which I think is a little concerning because I was looking at how many contested targets he had uh and it was a lot and so i i'm like a little bit and you see like he's he gets compared to deandre hopkins that's that's a guy that came up when i watched him i I was like kind of looks like deandre hopkins but it's like that contested catch type of you know skill set and that it does feel very boom bust to me it's like t higgins it translated he's awesome like you look at his separate or his uh open score on espn i think he was wide receiver 25 over the last two years, but he's wide receiver 12 overall in their, you know, their next gen tracking data score overall, including like yards after catch and, and catch and stuff. So the point is that he, yeah, he doesn't get that much separation, but he, he still wins. And Johnson could be that guy, but we've also, he, seen he ghosted a little much uh, for me. He would ghost at certain times. And especially like I'm someone that is someone I love big game players. Like, you know, if you perform in big games, especially guys coming out, it was a big thing for me with like the LSU guys coming out. It was a big thing for Deshaun Watson when he came out. Uh, when people were tearing down Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's like arm velocity, and I was like, I just watched it do two years in a row with over 400 yards in Alabama. I'm pretty sure he's good. Uh, and, you know, you look at Quentin Johnson, the last time we seen him play, that you had one catch against Georgia for three yards. Like, I don't like, I don't like stuff like that. I like seeing things mm. like that. Does he so Devontae Parker's a guy that came up in mm. my stuff. And then I got a little nervous because I was like, that feels actually really spot on. Where you're like worried about, oh, he's too much of a contested catch guy. And maybe it like kind of half translates. Like he's not treadwell, but and Parker had that one good year. He's not a bum. <laughs> but it's a little bit like, uh, I don't think I want to draft Devontae and, Parker. And I feel like Devontae Parker throughout his career, it's like he will flash in a game and then disappear for two. And then he has one game where he looks like A.J. Green, and then another game right. where he looks like Kevin White. And you're just like, what? what is right. going on here? <laughs> Rich, I got I to gotta, I gotta pivot real quick, and I got to ask Rich because he's a Konami code guy. Is Anthony Richardson the 101 in Superflex? Do we sell everything we have to get him? Is he the greatest thing to ever happen for fantasy football? Wow, man, he's a he's a, a conversation. Uh, <laughs> he's a sure. conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because you know, just three years ago, like we had Jalen Hurts come out, and you know, Jalen Hurts went in the second round of the NFL draft and was a, a decorated passer, far more than Anthony Richardson, like not even close. In my stuff. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a 72nd percentile, you know, career passing collegiate output for me. Anthony Richardson is a 20th percentile. He gets comp to Dante Culpepper and Cam Newton. A but lot. can we go back to the original Konami code we get? We, Tim Tebow. What was he? Yep, he yep. was probably in the 20th percentile. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, this is what, yeah. The, I mean, first, I hope. But it's interesting because Anthony Richardson for these NFL teams versus like a guy like Jalen versus us versus our fantasy team, say, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. We've all jumped some terrible rookie picks. Like if, if we take Anthony Richardson 101 uh, and he sucks. We don't like, get fired. 
we don't get fired. We've made worse. We've made worse picks, probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of in terms of chasing <laughs> ceiling. Plus, like rookie picks are free. Like you get them for yeah. You know, like so it's not like it really even costs you anything. You, were you can just this. suck again and get a new new one one. I mean, it's great. <laughs> but man, for Anthony Richardson to get steamed to potentially being the the number one pick in the actual NFL draft, man, that's a broad stroke for a GM to take, man. Because it's either gonna like you're either fired in three years or like you look like the, the smartest man alive. But man, this his it's one of the worst passing profiles we've ever seen from a quarterback. Um, and you know, if you go to Ryan McChrystal, guy that writes for us, he had an Anthony Richardson thread, and you watch some of these plays that Anthony Richardson has, and you're just like, how can a human being that plays quarterback make some of these throws? Uh, and it, it, it's, it's objectively, it shows up. I mean, there were 15 quarterbacks invited to the combine. He was 14th and on target rate under pressure, 15th and on target rate w- without pressure, 15th on target rate inside the pocket, 13th and on target rate outside of the pocket. Um, it's rough, man. It's really rough. Like this is a guy like that needs to go to a place like Seattle, right? Like someone that needs to get groomed in. Like if you take him one oh one, you're your feeder to the fire of like, well, when's he playing? And then if he's got to play early on a bad team, like say like if he's a Texan, right? Like in the Texans have to play him. That's not like a, a, that's putting him in almost a no win situation. Like uh, the dude has to be amazing to overcome those circumstances, right? They've got one good offensive lineman. Uh, they might not even have a good wide receiver pending what happens to Brandon Cooks. Like it would be a nightmare. It'd be a well, nightmare. Like I have scenario. not heard you once, and I'm very disappointed because you are the Konami Code one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the Simpsons people pointing, like, do, do, you know, say the thing. You have not talked once about how he's a very large, fast, huge, giant human who can. Well, I was going to get there. I was going to get there. <laughs> because, you know, he looks like, from a uh, objective stance, what we did with Malik Willis a year ago. Like, he's that level of a passer. And, you know, but unlike Malik Willis. He, does, he doesn't take sacks like Willis. Yeah. And he doesn't. He's, and he's got a pretty decent deep ball. Well, that's because um, he's he's six four, two hundred forty four pounds, uh, which Malik wow. Willis wasn't. And Malik Willis he's gonna, gonna, he's, he's gonna be that next year too. <laughs> yep, he's he's six four, two hundred forty four pounds. Literally, his athletic testing was through the roof. Like he was made like a Madden creative player. Like if you're like you'd be like, dude, you can't give this dude all these attributes. Like come on, <laughs> come you can't on give all of them. Like you know, come on, man, make him a little Wait smaller. Make him a little slower. Put him in quarterback. Wait, you forgot yeah, to you add all the passing stuff. Quarterback. Uh, yeah, because he was he was actually uh, on pressures. He was the number one pressured quarterback last last year of this draft class, and he was only sacked on ten percent of his pressures. It was the lowest rate. And if you're saying, well, like he invited a lot of his pressures with this structure of play, uh, like a Justin Fields, right? Like that's not true. I mean, uh, just nineteen point four percent of his pressures last year were credited to him through PFF. Uh, and you can do whatever you want with PFF data, but only that was credit to him. And that was a lower rate than both Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Bryce Young's actually the opposite. Like he's the guy in this class that the structure of play, and it might be due to his size, like the way he, he has to m- manipulate the pocket. Uh, more of his pressures are self-induced than they are, mm. uh, you know, a quarterback like Anthony It is time to throw is pretty high, Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he's constantly buying time, and he's great at it. Like, he's great at maneuver, maneuvering behind the line of scrimmage, and so it makes him so good. It also might be part of why he has to because of the size thing. Like, that's stuff that, like, we really can't – like, we're just doing guesswork on, um, th- that he has to maneuver through lanes where a guy like Anthony Richardson is just big <laughs> and, and can see those things. So, I mean, but when you look at him compared to, like, Young and, and Stroud from Fantasy, and you're saying if I have 101 Superflex, like – 
the landscape of the tier one quarterbacks, which we know are valuable and arguably more valuable in fantasy football than they've been in ever, right? Potentially ever, yeah. because we've never had a subset of quarterbacks that do the things this subset of quarterback does. Because yeah. everybody's mobile. Everyone can give you a little bit of running, even if it's not like a linchpin thing. And now these guys are all throwing for the Peyton Manning seasons, right? Like it was different when you had Peyton Manning, Brady, and Drew Brees at the top. And like these dudes are throwing 40 touchdowns every year. It doesn't matter if they're not getting rushing. But now these guys like Josh Allen and, uh, you know, Kyler, Jalen Hurts last year, like these guys are throwing up for 30 touchdowns. And uh, Rich, George Blanda was kicking the extra points, man. I don't know <laughs> if they're the best ever. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, I don't, th- but what I'm getting to is I, I don't see from Stroud or Bryce Young being able to really threaten that tier of quarterbacks. And Richardson, at least, you know, can threaten that tier of quarterbacks and like his apex outcome, right? Uh, so I don't really have a ton of pushback on it. Uh, it's going to be real curious to see like where he goes in the NFL draft. And, you know, because we saw, we, it, we did see this with Malik Willis a little bit last year, right? Where like people thought he was going to go a lot higher than he did. And uh, I think Richardson, he's not going to be a third. Well, he's not going to third round. confident about that. No, yeah. but well, what, what if he does go like, pick 28 or something like it does that's what, that would that would concern me for sure especially with the yeah. developmental stuff that's what gem um, said he says here could this be a trap and he falls like a rock into the 20s or a gm's just going to say screw it i mean i would feel pretty comfortable at this point betting a lot of money he's a top 10 pick in this how draft. does he get past the panthers at nine if he falls all the way to nine and levis is off the board the raiders go levis seven or whatever he's not he's not getting past them they're desperate they have to get a quarterback and then the question becomes where would if he like if you just took a shade off of some of his testing numbers you know not quite the most athletic quarterback of all time like how much is that clearly it's like driving our enthusiasm and fantasy drafts and all that i'm just like wondering how many spots did he earn himself by an extra half inch in the vert an extra three tenths of a second in the 40 because like it does become like that is what is pushing him up well and I think that's a huge part of this discussion of like how far did you fall and all that stuff because what who are the quarterbacks that the coaches are looking for? And everything Rich was saying about how teams are not blitzing as much anymore, they're dropping back, they're making him matriculate the, the ball down the field. Like and, and the quarterbacks that are thriving. I mean, Jalen Hurts um did a lot of stuff. We just talked about Daniel Jones. Like I, I think a huge part of why Daniel Jones was successful this year was just the way that Brian Dable understood how to use his mobility intelligently. I mean, they didn't they weren't even like that great of a passing team, but like they were dynamic enough on offense with without the, any re, real reason to be dynamic. I mean, they had no receivers and they had Saquon Barkley and they had Daniel Jones, who's like moderately athletic, but he's not like, I mean, he's, he's, he's fast in a straight line, but he's, he's, he's sneaky athletic. Let's call him sneaky, sneaky athletic. athletic. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there was, you know, uh, Arthur Smith got the, the Mariota offense to work. A lot of the offense, I, I thought QB mobility was a big storyline in, in 2022. Yeah. I think, Anthony Richardson, in terms of the floor of an offense with the way defenses are playing now, he's going to have to be able to pass to a certain degree, but his rushing will play up in what the NFL was like in 2022, and I would expect it to be like in 2023. I think there will be, like, I, I completely agree with you guys that I don't think there's any way to fall past Teddy. I was just thinking about the Carolina thing. Like, if they can't get their hands on another quarterback, then they'll say, yeah, we'll try to develop his passing because even if he can't throw – like, I, I think we I, – I would have loved to see how, how Trey Lance played this year. But a lot of people still have issues with Justin Fields as a passer. I think that's unfair. But, like, how well he played at, you know, because of his rushing ability. Like, how that played up this year. I think it is kind of Fields asking. Maybe Fields is a better passer. But 
I think Richardson can be, you know, just as good of a rusher and feels like just had one of the best rushing seasons ever. So, you right. know, that might seem nuts, well, for, but like for fantasy in God, real life, a, it's different. Like Richardson's going to have a high floor in fantasy regardless. Yeah. There's no matter what, like while he's yeah. playing, if he's on the football field, he's going to have a high fantasy floor reality and ceiling. Cause if he, if he pieces <laughs> together a couple long throws, you're there. Yeah. Cause we don't, cause we don't care about that. So it's like easy for us to sit back and like get caught up in the weeds of some of this stuff. But if he's just playing on the field for fantasy football, he's going to matter. And that's literally the antithesis yeah, of sure, how yeah. I started this and how this all got to be. Um, he's going to have a high floor regardless. Do you think he has a high floor for the success of the offense because of his mobility? That's kind of the case. And I, I don't think it, re- I don't think it matters. No, I know. I, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm having a real football conversation. Right oh now. yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Cause I mean, this dude, I mean, Justin Fields was literally like a 90th percentile passer coming out of, coming yeah. out of college like way better than people give him credit for him. i mean it's i wish we would have seen lance play this year because i think he would have actually had a really good 2022 i mean that's sort of what my hypothesis is and then I, I think richardson fits really well as a result too i think richardson's a much more impressive rusher than lance. like lance is sort of a theoretical rusher because he's athletic yeah. yeah but like anthony richardson when you watch him run you're like holy shit like this dude like he <laughs> He's really like in the open field. He's dangerous. So I mean, he really is like the rich man's Trey Lance, right? In terms, yeah, of I mean, he's like Trey LeBron Lance. James. Yeah. He's built like LeBron. He's the size <laughs> okay. of LeBron well, James, LeBron like James. playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's. he's I think he's maybe like big Lamar Jackson, and maybe <laughs> maybe a worse passer even than Lamar. But he's like, I think as a rusher, he can be outrageously good. I mean, we had Cam, so, we had Call Pepper. I mean, he, the, the whole thing is the passing. So that's the stuff. No matter yeah. what in the league, you'll get run out of the league because no matter what. Right. That's why you yeah. have to have a floor to the team on the real yeah. football side, or else in, yeah. in in dynasty you're screwed. You're not going to start for more than maybe two years. I am. I am. Successful. I am pleased to say, see, he doesn't take sacks. I don't think you can have his inaccuracy and take a lot of sacks. Like that. No. You You're can't be Will dumb. Levis, dude. Like you can't be. You can't have the Will Levis profile. Yeah, like, Will Levis scares the crap out of me. I, he's I more athletic than the defensive ends. He's as big as them. And he, like, who would even tackle this guy in the backfield? It doesn't surprise yeah. me. Doesn't take but, a lot. Of but stuff. I do believe that the court, the top tier of quarterbacks from Dynasty are undervalued, anyways. From the the span of you know, mm. we could, don't have to make it a Bijan versus Richardson thing, but like. Uh, you're like you're talking about right now like Jalen Hurts is go- even in one quarterback leagues is going after Debo Samuel there's no way in the hell you could tell me that I'd rather have Debo Samuel on my dynasty roster right now than than Jalen Hurts who I'm going to get probably eight to ten years of threatening to be the number one quarterback in fantasy football at a given speed versus like maybe luck boxing into one more Debo Samuel magical outrun that he had Two years point. ago, like the, the, the QB one tier, even in one quarterback tiers in dynasty is undervalued. Like there's a you know gap what it is? between these guys. It's yeah. that everyone's spoiled because like I have Jalen Hurts in a dynasty league and I got him one quarterback dynasty league. I got him like way, way cheap, like fourth, fifth round pick, or maybe we've got him off the waiver wire. I can't even remember. I got Justin Herbert off the waiver wire in one of these same leagues. Uh, Josh Allen was floating around super cheap. Like yeah. all these dudes, they came kind of out of nowhere. A Even lot Mahomes of was cheap when he came. Mahomes, I mean, yeah. So I think people now that's most likely because also because the NFL's kind of caught on to this and they're going to come with higher draft capital and more buzz coming in. They're going to be more expensive to get going forward. And then a lot of them will bust. So 
it's but I think we're all spoiled. I think like the market hasn't caught up to the fact that we're not always just gonna like pick up this guy and oh he's the cute quarterback too. That's great. I didn't need to spend anything right. quarterback. Eventually that's not like, gonna work. Jalen Hurts was a really fun one. And like everyone, when he went in the second round, was like, "Oh, he's the super flex guy you stash in, you know, in the second yeah, yeah, round, yeah. your super yep. flex draft, or yeah. third round." And then that was exactly correct. The ceiling right. outcome of that play was exactly correct, even Lamar higher Jackson. than anyone would have thought. Lamar yeah. Jackson was thirty second pick in the draft. Like that's not a guarantee. There's a lot of you're just talking about like Johnny Manziel not too long ago. I mean, I don't want to disparage Jackson by making that comparison, but like Manziel went in the second half of the first round. And there was a lot of hype around him too, and he obviously didn't pan out. There's guys like that that don't pan out, especially when they're not premium premium picks. Or you know, thirty second pick, he winds up hitting. He's another one. I mean, you mentioned Allen Herbert, all these other guys. They went in the top ten, but we didn't like him in fantasy. But yeah, we have been able to pull quarterback production out of nowhere for a while. As a for a while, I, mean, it's a great I don't think you should. But basically, to, to to put a bow on this, like I don't think you should be scared of Anthony Richardson's floor to not take him because. Who cares if you miss, right? Like, who cares? Yeah. Who yeah. cares? I mean, I mean people, cares? it's like you feel safer taking Zach Wilson with a top pick yeah. versus, I mean, like, it's Look, all the I same. traded guys... off Zach Wilson. I traded off Zach Wilson and for good value after the first year. Like, that's the other thing. You that's almost it. can't miss with Anthony Richardson because he's going to run so much. Trey yeah. Lance, if you wait until the summer when it's very, very clear he's going to start to be, you know, he's definitely 100% going to be the starter to begin the season. You can get a super flex first for him. It's been an absolute disaster. You can still get off him for a first round pick, or you can use him as your quarterback, and you might then it might be worth two or three firsts if he actually is awesome. So I don't know. There's like it's kind of crazy how high the floor is. Like you can have the dude suck, not play. If he's gonna start in his third year, he'd still be worth a ton. Yeah. You told me uh, to take Zach Wilson because of that point for like <laughs> At a point when it was like the eighth pick or ninth pick, and it was yeah, the, they're always the they're right currency, call. they're literal currency. Yeah, currency. And I, I mean, did the, I did what you just said, Pat, and because you, you told me beforehand, and then after I remember trading him, and I moved up in the first to get a receiver I wanted to last year, and got two seconds out of it. And it's like there that was go. after his terrible rookie year, and the two seconds ended up being like good picks too. I was like, yeah, you I was probably really can happy. do the same with Kenny Pickett right now. You should, you yeah, should trade Kenny Pickett, man, trade him. <laughs> <You're> gonna, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, man, I got, I got, I got a little bit of a bias. I think it gets Kenny. Pickett. <laughs> you ain't Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah, you, you being a Kenny Pickett and Trey Lance bearer is gonna make for a very long off season around here. I, I was think. so, I was so happy to hear that Jordan Addison just propped Kenny Pickett up. That was me. Yeah, I, I want to ask. God. I want to ask uh, Rich about about Stroud because he's mm-hmm. sort of like the reverse Anthony Richardson, where he's his passing is pretty good, but yeah. he didn't run. So like in my stuff, he doesn't. He comes out pretty poorly because he profiles as like a true pocket passer. He didn't really scramble a lot. He didn't rush it really at all. But then like you watch him, you actually, when he did run, you're like, this dude could be an awesome rusher. So you didn't it's have like, to. The field was the same way. Like really just didn't have to run. Uh, yeah. So t- what if you get, if he develops in quotes or just does it more, like you don't need to develop, yep. he doesn't need to learn. He just starts running more in the NFL like he he's he strikes me as a, as a guy who does have a ceiling. I think I'm like a nervous to. I think Bryce Young is someone I feel more comfortable with right now. But but part of me is like, man, am I underrating the ceiling here with Stroud? Yeah, it, it's one of those things you kind of do a little bit of guesswork on because 
you know, this Ohio State system, like, just never put, and it, and it hasn't for a decade, put these guys in a position to where they just have to make a lot of out-of-structure plays, right? And it's hard to, like, follow. Is it, is it something he he wasn't asked to do often or versus, like, can't do, right? Because we saw in the Georgia game he was fine playing out-of-structure. In the, you know, it wasn't the national championship game like the week the week before. Uh, he was great, you know, out of structure, out of pocket in that game. He was awesome. He scrambled six times for 66 yards. So it was like he did at least show us going out the door like, hey, against a, uh, an elite defense, when he's tasked to do these things, he it, it's capable to pull this out. So if he's asked to do this in the NFL, you know, there is some more upside there too. So I don't think it's one of those things that like he can't do it. He just really didn't have to because of that Ohio State system, right? Like it's just literally these guys have not been pressed to play out of structure for a decade now, you go back to, you know, uh, Cardell Jones, right? Like Cardell Jones and Dwayne Haskins. Like these guys just weren't asked to play out of structure ever. Um, I, I think he definitely is capable. He's, the, he's still a really good athlete. And he, he's he got the best ball of anybody here for sure. Uh, he's the best passer of the football than any of these other quarterbacks. So there's, there's definitely upside here too uh, with him. So if you were the, if you were the Colts on the clock, at four and Bryce Young's off the board. Who are who are you taking? Are you taking Stroud? And and Stroud's there. Yeah. Yeah. For real football, yes. I mean, yeah. listen, I I mean real That's football. That's prudent. That's the prudent move. You take Stroud and you're like, look, I'm gonna live to fight another day. This guy's not gonna get me fired. Maybe, you know, if Stroud seems like scenario, the most Colts pick ever too, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's such an Indianapolis Colts pick. And I think you have like the out where you're just like you're going to do the Daniel Jones thing where you're going to go, no, 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 you're a mobile quarterback. Like it's not working. You know, your, your decision-making's bad or whatever's going on. You're not like running the offense the way we want. Like Daniel Jones came in and we're like, oh yeah, he's a little mobile. He can run, but he wasn't supposed to be like this. And they made him like this because everything else didn't work. So I, I do think, think maybe Stroud will be more out. ancillary though. Like, I think maybe. it'll start more ancillary, but I think yes. you could, as a coaching staff, you could go, the only way we're not getting fired is if you run all the time. And, and he, you know, so with Richardson, if you say the only way we're not getting fired is if you're accurate now, you, you can't, you can't tell him to do that. Right. Yeah. And so it sounds like you guys are saying, uh, or Rich, were you kind of inferring Will Levis, like in your opinion, shouldn't be a top 10 pick? No, I mean, absolutely not. We're talking real football. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Like if you're stay if anytime you're staking your like your draft for the like the outcome to be Josh Allen, who Will Levis is nowhere even close to, by the way, even objectively, uh, that's a very wide margin, right? Like you have to hit. Like that's that's rough. That's a lot to ask. Isn't yeah. he Zach Wilson again? I think he's well he's, he's way Zach worse Wilson? than Zach Wilson. <laughs> way <laughs> worse. <laughs> on paper, on paper he's way he worse. He as a prospect, but that was great. I want to close. Wow. That. <laughs> that might be the best selling point I've ever heard. He's way worse than Zach on Wilson. On paper, he's way worse than Zach Wilson. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have so much Levis again. I'm always taking the quarterback. Oh Everyone's God. convinced sucks yeah. at the 109. I mean, to be fair, That's if what he's, I do. It, I mean, I'll I'll draft Is him. He he's, he's a top 10 pick and he's going at the turn of duplex drafts now i'll throw those darts too man i'll throw those yeah all right all right i'm glad we can hold hands oh yeah that's but that's the principle thing that's not a will me backing will levis take that's not a principle of playing fantasy football exactly uh take but you look at i mean against power five opponents uh this dude is a nightmare is a nightmare and he he was worse than this class he's the lowest on target rate in this class and throws further than 10 yards downfield 
he is the highest sack rate taken of all quarterbacks in yeah. class. He's the highest turnover rate. Like sacks and turnovers, like don't fix themselves. Next level. Yeah, there and that's go. what that's what gets guys benched. That's what gets gets people fired. That's what gets he your career. That's what gets the Sam Darnolds. You're you're not a starter before your rookie contract ends. Why does the NFL keep like like why, why do Propping we always these get guys these up? prospects? There are better quarterbacks than this. Like even if they they don't have the right size and arm strength, there's got to be better players of the quarterback position in college football. Well, the NFL just, still has this this old guard, right? Like, there's yeah. a reason these guys all keep getting jobs and recycling. Like, a dude from old levels is always going to pull them in, always. I mean, he's a he's a good athlete. He's I'm huge. so sick of talking about these six three white dudes. Yeah. That I honestly think Anthony Richardson might save some jobs because, like, at least you're not drafting Will Levis. Like, when you draft <laughs> Richardson, like at least because he's such a good rusher that I do think like you'll. Compared to Levis, he's less likely to get you fired because at least he does one thing amazing. Like I mean, well, he, like I said, Saxon turnovers don't fix themselves. He was no. awful against power five opponents. This is and like Zach Wilson was another one because he played BYU, so he had a smaller sample, but was terrible against power five opponents. But at least he was good when at least you gave him a tarmac, right? Like when Zach Wilson had a highway to throw through, uh it's the level of competition he had, you're like, Well, at least this dude's just like winging it around. Like, well, Levis doesn't even have a lot of that, like on his resume. Like there, you like it's more trait based. His his projection is literally all trait based because objectively, there's just not a lot to latch onto. Did and like, Al- isn't his film not supposed to be that great? Nothing's really great about about this <laughs> situation. I don't know how we got here. It's got to be just the <laughs> QB drought. Uh, but we well, now I'm really confused. How up until the combine was Levis projected in all markets to go ahead of Anthony Richardson? Because if it's all tools based. Anthony Richardson had those same fucking tools. Yeah, even he's before got the better combine. tools. Yeah, so why, why, why was why was Levis always the ro- locked and loaded third QB in this draft? I, that's why I had seventy five percent Anthony Richardson because I was like, I don't think that's right. It was one hundred thirty six dollars worth. Just chill out. Pat. These are the right questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hendon Hooker is a lot more interesting to me than Will Levis uh, wherever he goes, and he's a, yeah. a, another guy that takes like a, a, a real projection just because on what they did at Tennessee. I mean, this, this is, you talk about like Stroud not having to play out of structure, like Hendon hooker, like th- like what he's going to be asked to do in the NFL compared to what he did in Tennessee is going to be night and day. And yeah. coming off a torn ACL. Yeah. I mean, he, he threw He had 12 pass attempts last year, 12 outside of the pocket last year. Like just on, un- uncra- it's just an unreal number. Wow. It's like, it's like a make believe number. Uh, this would be an incredible clip. If someone wants to stitch together a Will Levis low light clip that is splicing in Reeves's barbs uh, throughout the uh, the highlight clip, uh, we can we can get that yeah, rolling. You saying it should be a dope Levis highlight clip? Uh, it sounds like it doesn't. Uh, no, exist. I like I like Pete's idea better. <laughs> I like the, I like Pete's idea much better. I want him taking sacks clip. and looking yeah. bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you guys think about? Uh, doing a quick uh, rookies and sophomores draft to uh, wrap up here, put some of these uh, ideas on its feet. Let's do it. Anthony Richardson 101. So are you not Bijan 101 in Superflex then? I think it's it's team context. I'll tell this. A lot of teams are going to take Bijan Robbins with the 101 pick that have no reason to be taking them. Yeah. Why? Because they're not going to be a position to compete at any level no. through Bijan's apex. And they're why gonna, are people so convinced that a running back has to be the one on one? They're going to eat. Flex. They're going to eat this on their roster. 
Um, yeah, that, so, that will happen a lot. I agree with you. Yeah. Why? Why? But yeah, that's what I don't get is I, I've heard that a lot that like Bijan has to be the one on one. And like, like what you just said is, is totally right in Superflex. It has to be team context specific. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're a team that Bijan Robinson is not going to turn around in two to three years, uh, yeah, I'm talking about like turn around, like for sure, especially when you're talking Superflex leagues, like there's no reason you should stay at that pick. Like, at all and then if you're a team that in a super flex league like you have to get yourself out of the cellar a guy like anthony richardson's how you do it yeah it's the only way like you shouldn't be scared you already have the first damn pick like you were awful your team is miserable now it's different if like you have the one-on-one via trade or something else but a lot of teams what if you're gonna have three years what about that rich yeah a lot of teams <laughs> are gonna add Bijan robinson to rosters that are like he's not gonna do anything for yeah yeah that is gonna uh, happen all right. Well, speak of the devil here. I think you might uh, do something for this roster. Holy cow. Bryce Young <laughs> going know. one overall? I think we should go Kenny Pickett here. No. <laughs> Get out of oh, here, man. That's, that's a I, move. I, that's like the that thing I know you're doing that to tilt me. And as you said it, I knew it. And I still was mad. It's still. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing, but it still bothers me. Um. What do we, so All there right. is a little QB. Do you just want to do it? I, actually, I would go Brees. I love Brees, man. Yeah, the only the argument against Brees is there is a QB scarcity element. In these. But there's there's a guy, um, this dude has a QB. Pete, you want to go Richardson? I mean, I got all I worked go up. I want to go and then we get a quarterback. Rich just Let's gave me the Pete. pump talk of not drafting scared, oh. and I'm just ready to run through a brick wall for Anthony <laughs> Richardson. I wanted to go Richardson with you. I thought that would be Oh, cool. the, I thought you – Oh, I thought you meant uh, you were against me on Richardson. No, 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 no. I was asking, and then you you just went and took all really quick. Well, this is Pat just pushing his agenda on us. Yeah. I'm just trying to even my exposures out. (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. One time. (laughs) One time, Jay Hart. Damn it, you son of a bitch. I knew that was going to happen. Same house? And Jigma? Yeah. yeah, let's, let's do, do Smith and Jigba. Jameson Williams. I mean, we are gonna. We're probably gonna have. I we're mean, drafting Levis. <laughs> I'm oh telling you right now. We're, <laughs> we're gonna be taking Stetson Bennett on this team. I'll tell you what. Why is Tua's name his whole first name? That... Who do you want? Oh, that's that's the other tag of Ilo. The other Tua. <laughs> Baby tag of we... is not coming out. Is I he? like Did Burks. He, he uh, no surprise there. Do you want to just keep punting a uh, quarterback and take like four at the end or something? I just want to quit this draft. Let <laughs> me ask Ben this. Ben, if if Anthony Richardson goes to Carolina, will you officially be out on DJ Moore now? No, I'll never be out on DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah, but probably. I'll probably have to be. That's like Anthony Richardson is definitely the quarterback you don't want your receiver to get. Yeah, that's true. He can't is there throw. any is there any I could see DK Metcalf being kind of fun with Richardson. Yeah, I mean that's the best case is, is like just a, a a physical freak, but I still think it's a, a downgrade for him over like Gino. Yeah, you know? yeah, it probably is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone that plays with rookie quarterbacks that are even good passers are typically like a terrible investment. So tough scenes. Ones that aren't even going to throw a lot of passes are not. Gonna yes. Be. And, well, and of the ones they throw, they're going to be bad passes. Not good. 
this will actually have worked out uh, going wide receiver there because unless these guys want to take their third quarterback and with zero running backs or zero wide receivers, we should be able to get Sam Howell here. Is he actually going to start for Washington? Uh, Yeah, I I think I'm Levis, to be honest, just for starts. You're Levis over Howell after all of that? I'm Howell over Levis. Yeah, Pat, this is the buck stops here with this Levis bit. I mean, this is a a three QB team now. Yeah. I mean, this is a three QB team. Will Levis wouldn't even have counted as one of the three from everything you just said. He's not even a quarterback. I I want to move him to tight end. He's going to run around, man. That's all you can hope for. We should take Addison, Johnson. We should honestly take Levis. You want to start? He's going to get starts in. Right. I mean, this. What, what are the other options at quarterback? I think we're pretty Purdy screwed. and then Hendon Hooker, Malik Willis. Yeah, we're bound. I mean, you almost have to. Yeah, you have to. Well, I would have argued we had to take Anthony Richardson over Brees Hall, but someone had to pound the table for that one. <laughs> I didn't even pound the table. I said, I like Brees, and then no one spoke up. <laughs> if anyone else had spoke up, you would have gotten your guy. I was, Pete, I was asking you about Richardson in relation to the other QBs. That the were way you in. asked the question, yeah. I thought you meant like, wait, you would seriously take Richardson here? And I was like, fine. For what I was just like, oh, I'm you want to go, you want to leapfrog Pickett and these guys and go down to Richardson? Like, that sounds fun. I'm a, a, a Hal honk, though. I did a QB show at Pat last year, and, and Hal was my QB one like, from like reality like last year. So I'm, I'm not backing down. <laughs> to, hey, to hey, his that brother might, might age really has, well. That's what I said. I thought Baby Tax was staying in college. He's not going pro. Do we get his college stats if we draft him? We can. I hope so. He's going to be a lot better than what we're going to get out of these two guys. I guess Um, flowers. He has a new flower. I mean, James Cook. Oh, we already have. Rashad White's a good pick, too. All those are good picks. I wouldn't be opposed to doing three running backs. Yeah, a lot of good running backs here. What are the rosters on these? I don't even know. Yeah, we we could use more wide receivers. Start two and a flex. We only have uh, trail on and Zay, 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 Yeah, Zay, we, Zay. We, we should be done at running back with this format because we need another quarterback and we need way more wide receiver firepower. Oh, yeah. We need wide receivers bad here. We need another quarterback, but I don't think we should draft one. Yeah. I think yeah. we should take, take Breeze. I think we could take Brock. Aren't you I mean, the does this guy know Breeze, anything right? about underdog and about best ball drafting? Like, who, what the hell did he think we needed another running back in the second round for? Like, two hey, man, running backs? You got like, to go running back. What does that ever spark? want any – like anybody, anything. RB, RB starts. That's how you do it, bro. <laughs> um, all right. Who do we want to do? do you... Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs, Alec Pierce, I mean, like Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> no, I like James Cook a lot better than any of these guys. I mean, I mean, it's I mean, it's best ball. I think you gotta take throw a dart on Hyatt. I think the draft capital think plus rich, how he too. scores fantasy points. You just have to throw, just keep throwing them darts. He's fast and bad at football. You're right. Like, but that's, we <laughs> yeah. don't need him to be good. We just need to catch a couple bombs, man. Catch some bombs. I wish dude. he was a four-three guy. Sure. Four, wish four, they all were four, four three guys. <laughs> 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 if you're gonna ask me if I wish this guy's a four-three guy, it's to be yes. Always. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like it's a bit of a bummer, you know. It's like you. I'm like, oh, is he like slow Tyquan Thornton? Is that who he is? Uh, maybe dude's still I mean, again if you're if we're gonna like pimp box the jsn 300 yard game like the dude had five touchdowns against alabama okay all right mm-hmm. now i'm in i think we need to keep drafting wide receivers yeah i was just a principle of like what we need to draft on this team he made the most sense 
Let's do Thornton. Booty supposed to be. Let's get, let's get some yeah. some touchdown bombs. Pat's just trying to recreate his team that won two million dollars. <laughs> Only guys he can see in the draft. Sorry, room. sorry, dudes. <laughs> I I think we should take Brock. If no DT DT is going to take Brock with one of these two picks. He only has one quarter. Who are the tight ends in this thing? It's got to be bad. It's they're lumped in though oh, with wide receivers. Together? Oh, yeah, yeah. But Dolchich, Chig, yeah. Is DT really rocking with just Ritter? Bold strategy. Wow. Let's do Purdy, man. Let's get that. Yeah. Through. All right. This team's fine. Howell, Levis, Purdy at quarterback. Bijan and Brees at running back. JSN, Traylon Burks, Dave Flowers, yeah, Jalen Hyatt. You, you did pull out of the nose that pretty well. I'm impressed. Oh, I, I'm also recapping too early. We still have, we have two more picks. I forgot this was 12 <laughs> and not 10 rounds. So we I like... I like Charbonnet here if, if he makes it back. I think that's a yeah. pretty sweet pick. I think in Dynasty, if he ends up with semi-reasonable draft capital to Gibbs, there's a real case that he's the RB2. Wow. Know, for sure. Really? Okay. I, I'm a pretty big Gibbs backer, but I do like Charbonnet. I, would, I had him as kind of like in a tier with everybody else, and then post-combine, I think, I think I'm going to have it tier one, Robinson, tier two, Gibbs, tier three, Charbonnet, tier four, other people. Yeah, I think it's the Richardson argument to make is just like from a ceiling perspective, he projects to be to if there ever was a workhouse workhorse role, he would get it way before Gibbs would. Mm. Yeah, I could see him being like a Cam Akers type of dude where he gets yeah. like he he's not well, like you guys talked about him so much that he got picked. So now what are we gonna do? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> I like Marvin Mims a lot. I think he's a really nice pick. Yeah, let me scroll way the no, hell down for that. He's right. You don't have to. He's he's top guy. The, yeah. Fourth Where? Guy. Fourth guy. Right. Oh, there, Marvin Mims. Okay, all right. Zach Kruger's been uh, touting him, and then he had an awesome combine. We could, we could probably now that I realize it's twelve, we could probably do a third running back. Jaden Reed is the dark horse, Four? dude. That's the dude. Put on your radar. Jaden Reed. They talked to me about literally the first time I've ever heard his name. I don't know where he's going. I'm, I mean, I'm sure Siegel will get there, but this is the Stefan Diggs of this class, man. Okay. It's not really I... on my radar. What, what's the sell? Uh, so as a freshman at Western Michigan, he outproduced D. Eskridge, who went in the second round, right? Okay. He was yeah. better as a freshman than Sky Moore was. He has the third most return yards of this class. He's got an eight touchdown and a 10 touchdown season on his resume. Um. Uh, he transferred from Western Michigan to Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like the dark horse dude to watch in like your round three, round four rookie drafts and to see where he goes in the drafts, man. Uh, but yeah. What, he's, what happened last year? It looks like he had a good, a good 2021 and then fell Yeah, they're often, they're, they're all, their passing game was trash. Their quarterback okay. went pro the year before, Lewickery went pro, and the dude that replaced him is dead. But Jaden Reed is a dude, if you're drafting in rookie drafts prior, prior to the NFL draft, like throw some darts on him. Okay. Red Dane says better than Sky Blasphemy. I, what I would say. Don't is say his freshman bar, year at Western Michigan smoked wow. Sky Moore's freshman year, wow. and he was better than D.D. Eskridge the same season they played together. All right. So I far, like neither it. of those things are impressive. Hopefully that changes. No, but I'm just saying. But I mean, I'm, this is a guy that you're not taking in the. You know, this isn't a yeah. second round rookie pick, a first round rookie pick. This is like a. Uh, uh, the dark throw that was, you know, the Stefan Diggsian guy. 
I love Josh says, please don't ruin Jaden Reed as if Josh has been taking him in like the fifth round of all of his yeah. pre NFL drafts. Me and Josh, the two guys. Me and Josh, the two guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, trust you, you're, you're fine on your Jaden Reed shares. Uh, this is the, he's a Sean Siegel uh, archetype guy. I'm waiting for Siegel to get out of him because Siegel, he's the, 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 literally like has the Stefan Diggs like production profile. All right. Someone DM'd me to ask me if I could ask Sean why he's so low on Zay Flowers. Do <laughs> <laughs> you need a middleman? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, how do you, you can't get hold of Sean? It's actually yeah, like I get legit. those a lot from bananas. It's like, oh, we watch. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think it's, it's probably because he's a four year guy and it wasn't the biggest program. It's a great spot for Sean to be Sean. in, where he's just created a buffer for everyone. Well, I else. answered it like I was Sean. I was like, well, <laughs> probably this. <laughs> um, Rich, it was long overdue to get you here in the ship chase. No, we had to draft a real team. You uh, wanted to? Well, oh, I mean, no, we, no, I not tonight. tonight. I mean, yeah. gotta be up pretty early, man. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, uh, I've got to come back and we've got to do an FFPC draft yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. And I know you guys kind of want to reconfigure what you did last year because, uh, you know, the, the everything took off. Uh, but we'll find a way to do it. Well, hey, you want to do waivers on that team, man? <laughs> yeah, you can be in charge of waivers. <laughs> that's, that's this issue. is the problem that happens is everyone yeah. says they're down to do waivers until it's time to do waivers that's at which true. point no one is down to do waivers. Well, we're gonna need davis on this team now too because uh davis <laughs> will do the waivers that is actually true is davis true. will do it's, waivers but then you gotta go check waivers. his work and right. then it's like the you're doing the waivers is, yourself i don't usually agree with davis Dude, didn't Dave, Davis drop Geno Smith for us? I think like on we had just a really QB needy team, and Davis just willy nilly dropped Geno Smith like well, early on in the season. I was so the, there was I think it was the Penta team where I floated Justin Fields, and I got like a bunch of like, what's the point? Are we not in a position like Crack Rock where like you know uh, Pat can now just outsource waivers for us like for everything? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you hire, yeah. <laughs> no, hire us intern. Finding interns. Hire yeah. us some damn interns, you millionaire. <laughs> Give me yeah, intern. I'll, program. I'll look into it. I'll talk to Crack Rocks. See those interns. <laughs> um, but yes, Rich, we will We will definitely get together for a draft stream uh, this summer. Tell the people uh, where they can find you. You got, uh, got the goods coming out over at uh, Sharp Football. Yeah, so all these guys, I am writing up all of these prospects. I had the quarterbacks come out yesterday, tight ends tomorrow at Sharp Football Analysis. Nothing's paywalled in the offseason. Everything's just out. So you can kind of get my thoughts on uh, everyone in the entire class. I'll have running backs and wide receivers next week. Fingers crossed that no no one really gets traded next week because I want to watch March Madness when free agency opens. I don't want to be writing up any of these bum wide receivers going places. Uh, so fingers crossed that we don't get any huge moves in free agency. I know everyone else wants that to happen, but – uh, I'm looking for that not to happen. Love it. Right. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Gretch, Pat, anything else you guys would like to share with the people here? Uh, I would like to share that the Omni Cup has one pick left until it's done. Ooh. 15 of the 16 drafts finished. Brian Severson, if you are, are watching, you are on Shots the fired. final pick in Shots all of Omni Cup for 2023. Wow. Shots fired, How many Brian. teams draft Omni uh, now? What are you guys up to? A few hundred. I mean, I don't know. This Omni nice. Cup is 128 for this one. The Ship Chasing Cup we have is 56 people. There's a lot of overlap there, but there are some that are not overlaps. And there's a lot of 
independent leagues. I don't go and look. I, I should. I should know that, but I don't. That's cool though. There's just a bunch of independent leagues going. That's that's there's that's awesome. Quite yeah. a few, man. There's quite a that's few. Awesome. The thing is, all the leagues in the database from all the years are together, so well, I can't easily tell. Gretch, you know what happened is everyone does their research for like the Omni Cup or the Ship Chasing Cup. Like, <laughs> how do I rope my buddies into this? And they'll be the fish, and I'll be running laps around them, yeah. having done all my research. That's what happens. <laughs> that's what Rich did. Yeah, I got a bunch of my people. Do I mean it's. I think it's tremendous, man. I hope it. To- I hope it takes off. I hope that, uh, you know, we can get some investors here. We can make this thing take off. I yeah. love it. Um, Pat, anything on your end? Uh, I won't be on it on Friday, but I would recommend checking out ADP Chasing. Uh, yes. That show's been awesome. Sam Sherman's been doing a hell of a job on that. Uh, the show is happening on Friday. I just won't be on it this week. Uh, but I'll be back on the week after. And uh, I'm writing up these prospects as well. That'll be coming out starting next week. Uh, I'll let you guys know where to find that next week. Awesome. And yeah, I'll, I'll do a, a, another double down on the ADP chasing. This will be the third week of it. And honestly, the charts that Sam uh, is making are super cool, super actionable. He's been tweeting them out as well, but I highly recommend watching the show um if you are drafting it all right now or planning to get in the street it is the best way to kind of understand the market movements and i think there'll be some pretty interesting rookie stuff to discuss on friday also if you want your new chasing <laughs> Karain merch Gretch has it. Oh i just God. got this delivered like a yeah. half an hour ago there you go. i also got the uh hot. Cup version here so this is i have motivation. i have a. Uh... I have been meaning to get a coffee cup so that I can drink out of a Chasing Korean coffee cup. That seems fun. Yeah, well, Gretch got an influencer one. You have to pay full price. Um, (laughs) What I want to have happen is I actually want all of us to hook up, go on a cruise, and draft a team. Yes. Well, that seems great. Yeah. Let's do that. It sounds like a wonderful time. I want my ship chasing inauguration to come on a ship. I'm on a boat. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Ain't got shit on me. Um, appreciate you guys all hanging out in the chat. Chat was uh very, as the kids would say, lit tonight. Lots of strong opinions about these draft prospects. We love to see it. Can continue the uh conversation in the Discord if you'd like by becoming a YouTube member that will unlock that private channel in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. We'll see you guys on Friday for ADP chasing. Thank you to Rich, for Gretch, for Pat. I'm Pete. We'll see you guys next time.